first episode of 2020. Sounds a bit dystopian, that. 2020. <laughs> Can you cloud up? Thank you for listening. We're back at it this season. First off, to, to start discuss the recent State of Origin game. Played between the Vicks and the All-Stars. Not since 12 years has there been a State of Origin game. A fantastic event that was held to raise money, raise awareness of this. Jake, Ol, you here with me? How's it going? Thanks for having us back. <laughs> it's good to be back. This you got year. on board, yeah. You just just got by the list. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm very much excited to um, to be back and talking about the cats this year. And it was good to all go to the State of Origin game together. It's one of those things, like you said, it was 12 years since the last one, and you don't know to... if it's going to happen again. Well, so. yeah, well, we yeah. might get to that later, but. Um, yeah, it was good to go. It was a decent game, and it was good mm. that there were, you know, some cats players involved that played decently. But um, yeah, the cause itself was fantastic, and they raised like six million dollars on top of, you know, what Australia and international people have raised for the bushfires. But yeah, it was a great cause, um, and a and a good result and a good game. So, for a stadium that holds fifty three thousand for over fifty one thousand people to get there on the night, I thought that was fantastic. There didn't see to be many seats that weren't there, as as far as we could see mm. where we were sitting. Um, yeah, just a great event and great to see. Well, last time it's been played 12 years ago, so mm. for many people and many kids these days, they wouldn't have even grown up with State of Origin. No, but, even for me, it, it was a you know distant memory and it's really only like YouTube highlights that I've seen of it. But yeah, the stadium was packed. Everyone had their phone lights out. The Mexican wave was going mm. around when it was a bit quiet in the third quarter. But overall, I think the intensity of the game was to a pretty good standard, and the skills the speed were quite was, good. I yeah, the, I thought it was very, very fast. You know, pinballing around and um, like just back and forth, nonstop. Because there was no defending really. It was very open. Um, but that made for um, you know attractive viewing at times. Mm. Um, good movement through the middle of the ground and open forward line and plenty of goals, obviously, given the score. And when you think about it, there was barely any, if any, around the ground stoppages. Like if you think back, like yeah, there was some throw-ins, but there wasn't any around the ground stoppages. Yeah. So there was like no like scrums or like I'm bits of think. like rolling malls of play where the ball's just like bubbling around. Yeah. It was just like up and back the whole way it was good, yeah, good and to watch <laughs> players would have been have to have been very aerobically fit to have um, run that game out mm. and I think that's why the All-Stars suffered in the end because they had a heap of like really speedy um, you know like yeah. winning anaerobic and attacking players, players. Yeah. anaerobic players yeah. and they we sort of Charlie out Cameron <laughs> yeah. yeah first quarter he set it yeah, alight he was, and he was turned on yeah Mm. Hawkins didn't grab <laughs> too much into it. A few unselfish things. A classic Hawkins in the first half. Yeah. In terms of attempted goal assist where he could have just had a shot from mm. 50, 50 yards out. Zach Tui had a really good game. Um, Blitzarves, the back line as well. Did some good things. Reasonably good. solid, um, yeah. Also a game where in a, a high-speed, high-running intensity game um, with not an extreme amount of defence compared to mm. regular season. Mm. Uh, a different, mm. a different sort of match for Blitzarfs there. But what did you think overall for the, uh, well, the four cats, including Dangerfield, that were involved all on the day? I thought Dangerfield was uh, 
one of the one of the better players. Wouldn't go as far as to say you know a, a top five, but definitely um definitely had some genuine impact. I think once or twice uh you know he um it was the danger show in in one or two one or two moments taking the ball off of uh, Dusty or, or, you know, just saying, everyone move aside, it's my time to just take control of this moment. And um, He had that great run-down tackle on Lockie Neal, like yeah. right in the middle. And yeah. I don't think anyone was expecting anyone to apply some, like, tackling pressure. But Danger's shown before that he can get people in, like, run-down tackles. And that was a, a big highlight. And like you said, Ollie ran out of the middle a few times and pumped it in the forward line. It was very good to see. Yeah, he's... Uh... Look, he's he's still a star. He's been a star from the very beginning, um, and he's been a star at the Cats ever since he turned up. Uh, so you know, very very happy with his performance, and just happy to see him run through the game and not no one getting get injured. injured yeah. No one getting injured. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no no one good. no yeah. one getting injured even yeah. from both sides and from a totally unbiased mm. point of view as well, um, and. You know, it's just it is just fun to see, you know, some high quality players. Crips running down bonds. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it, like it, these it's, matchups all around the ground. It was good seeing these players in a different jumpers and playing essentially different game styles. And I, I said to you, "Oh my goodness, how big is Crips wearing mm-hmm. a white jumper? He's the same size as Grundy. Mm-hmm. He's huge. Mm-hmm. He's a massive unit. It was insane. Mm-hmm. But it was good mm-hmm. to see all these players together and how they like." Obviously, they wouldn't have had much time to train together, but they, they seemed to gel pretty well as teams. Mm. And even, you know, when they celebrated the goal, they were, like, getting around each other and they seemed like they were actual teammates. But yeah, I guess that's the spirit of wearing that jumper um, yeah. and the game itself. It was to a very high standard. And I think everyone was entertained by it and the players enjoyed it, obviously. And it was a bit of a blowout in the end, but it was still good to see the Vicks like slamming through goals and they were still hungry for it at the end. But yeah, it was good. The whole thing was good. Exactly. I guess the one main change compared to the State of Origin games that were played 12 years ago and prior to that was the maybe the clunking yeah. nature yeah, of it, um, where we've previously seen, or those who have seen, Fev kick X amount of goals and taking screamers and mm. uh, more of a competitive one-on-one battle at times. Mm. Um, there are a few whereas moments, this game was yeah. dictated more speed and pace. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of that, we might talk a little bit further, but was to do with the, the interchanges that were allowed mm. during this game. But mm. we might get into that a little bit further. Yeah. Um, there was a few... There, I, I just thought the point probably needs to be made. There was a few moments where, um, you know, players were... Uh, going for the high-flying impossible mark mm. just to get their name up in lights yeah. for the evening. But um, <laughs> nobody really managed to hold on to one. But Speaking it was definitely entertaining to watch. Names up in, in lights and there was a distinct boo after the game when the award went for best on ground. <laughs> Dustin Martin. Now, I thought we were actually walking out at this stage. Because yeah, we were, we're yeah. ready to go. <laughs> and in my mind, I was thinking, okay, Papley's got it. Yeah. Watching it live, not from a TV perspective. I thought this was shoe in. Yeah, mm. Papley. You'd have, yeah. Kicking Statistically. Five. Yep. Five. I only had 11 disposals, though, which was probably his downfall. 
And Josh Kelly and Toby Green both kicked oh, four Toby goals. Toby Green would be yeah. my second. But Probably I think because first if I watched it, the game again, maybe. But is it happily yeah. so diminutive? He's probably more noticeable, and he was mm. kicking these insane goals from the pocket, from the pocket. I think he got a couple of cheapies over the back. But Dusty did some good stuff. But there's no way that he was best on ground. It should have been Josh Kelly or Toby Green. I'm it actually was... not sure who the judges were for well, they, best they've... on ground. They've done wrong. I mean, when the coach is a Richmond coach and there's six <laughs> Richmond players playing, there's a bit of Richmond bias, surely. But yeah, there was a collective groan around the stadium, at least where we were standing. It was just like, oh, can can this bloke stop winning everything? That's all he does is win medals. <laughs> Give someone else a go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you know, his performances are still of a um, of a good merit. Um. I'm not sure if yeah if they're necessarily fully deserving of standout medal status, but um. So the judges for yeah. the the best on ground were held by chairperson Rui Nick Rewalt, Luke Hodge, Ray Gallagher, Tim Wybush, and a Google fan vote, which oh, great yeah. Given so that we, we were that's at it. the match, that's we were, obviously didn't see that. Well, when there's 100,000 Richmond supporters voting on Google for yeah. <laughs> Justin Martin to win, and yeah, there's like 12,000 GWS supporters, that's probably mm. why. So, Not to say he didn't have a, a, a good game. He, he had, he a, had a, good a fair game, bit of him. He did have a fair bit of impact, but I'm not sure. At the same, same time, it, it seemed a bit of a popularity contest there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, the, the night was good and the result was great. Um, it was good to get to and give us a taste of, of football like the, the Marsh series has been doing so far mm. this season. Cats didn't do too well in their first Marsh series game against the Suns, but it was sort of hard to make anything from it because it just didn't feel like they were rocked up mentally and the Gold Coast played so well. Mm. It was hard to get much out of it for mm. the Cats in general. And, and you'd have to think that um, you know the teams with something to prove are going to start... You know, like a, like a bullet, like <laughs> yeah. a bullet a gate. Yeah. Um. At any chance they can get, so you know, the a, a team that. Um. You know, traditionally doesn't seem to win many games. Is uh, looking to take a scalp, early in the year, and it's also often the case that, these lowly ranked teams or teams that typically finish outside of the the eight or to the lower end of the ladder, they start the season very well and then they fall away. They peter out a bit, yeah. So you're taking from the perspective that this was held in Gold Coast, it showcasts to Gold Coast and the close media right there, um, a, a strong result and the players there and... yeah. Playing well, yeah. It's, in their a, home it's, a, yeah, it's a chance. For, yeah, Gold it's Coast. a chance for it's the chance for the Gold Coast to be like, you know, let's show what we can do. It's the first year after the game, you know, and they got some young, really young but really talented players. Yeah, that you know, just absolutely raring to go, um, and not to not to excuse, you know, that the average or below average performance of. Geelong, but um, like I said, the other team is looking for any chance they can get mm. to jump out of the box and just build some confidence and build some, you know, uh, 
just get yeah get some general confidence about themselves and start to build a a better team environment mm. and they would have been working on that throughout the off season i would think that um Geelong could be confident that they're not going to just fall away exactly yep um i th- th- i don't think this is totally reflective of but the season ahead yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I'd wholeheartedly agree with you in the past as Carlton winning, I can't actually remember what it was called, Wizard who Cup. was sponsored by Wizard <laughs> Cup, yeah. Yeah. winning the Wizard Cup and then winning the Wizard, when winning the, sorry, the Wooden Spoon, too yeah. many doubles, doubles there. Yeah, um, there's lots of dubs. <laughs> so, not many dubs for Carlton. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. But having seen last preseason, so I, I do agree with you in terms of the results. Results are irrelevant for preseason. But last season, especially against West Coast and the teams we play, the players we played in the system that we did, we saw Myers, Atkins, Clark, Dalhouse implemented up forward. We mm-hmm. saw a whole new forward line. Mm-hmm. And that was throughout the whole preseason, pretty yeah. much, with mm-hmm. substitutions being made. Yeah. But we saw, okay, well, these figures, they may play... At the time, we didn't know how many games, but mm-hmm. it looked like... Grindwise will get some games. Yeah. And they were really Tom trying Atkins out will be this playing new forward line. The forward line that was the big, the, midfield, mm, yeah. the big news for the Cats last year was this new look forward line and attacking brand. And for me, it was success. It was the way that mm. we couldn't get it out from the back at times and exiting, mm. which will be, I guess, my issue for 2020 mm. going forward. Um, winning that contested ball out from the back. But so in terms of the structural play that you want to implement how much do you read into that well, as opposed to the result yeah well it was it was disappointing for me because it just felt like we didn't get anything out of it we we barely saw what jenkins could do yeah he had one shot from like 65 meters out which went through for a goal that was touched we saw a bit of kennelly in the second half when his di- disposal cleaned up a little bit atkins played well clark played well so it was good to see him back from injury but overall, there, there was played well, yeah, yeah. Narkel played well as well. But there, there wasn't anything mm. new. Like Cooper Stevens was there; he didn't impress amazingly. Yeah, there was no sequence of play where we controlled the ball to exactly how we wanted it, and ended up with a result or a score. Gold Coast were amazingly pressuring us, which caused turnovers and goals. And that seemed to be the style that they were playing, which was similar to ours from last year. Mm. Connor Butterick, Darcy McPherson, they they had specific roles in the team. And it just felt like we would we just rocked up to a training session and we were just playing, which was disappointing. And I know that's not the case, but mm. you know it's it is still just preseason. But like you said, if we're comparing it to last year's preseason, where we went in with a yeah. perceived idea of what we wanted to do and perform, and it paid off because we got to practice for two games what this new look forward line was going to look like, and look how well it looked last year. It almost took us to a grand final. Mm. And this year, I, might be incorrect, but I think we actually lost the game against yeah. West Coast. Yeah, in but the Mar- in the we, we, we lost West Coast, and I think we twenty nineteen. Think we, we beat the beat Bombers. Bombers, yeah, yeah, at home, at, at home, home, yeah. yeah. But it, it was here. it wasn't but, so much the result; it was the the practice and yeah. the intent, and the intent, and for it, sure. it showed this is our forward line. This is it's going to be a pressure yeah. forward line. Atkins, if he gets games in the forward lines, this is his role. Myers, this is his role. So. It, it showed a real designated, this is a huge change for mm. what had been a midfield criticised the year before, mm. um, having the fabulous four of Gaz, Danger, Selwood, Duncan, Duncan yeah. 
and a new structure now with Selwood on the wing. Yeah. With Duncan playing um, the the Tom Brady kind of style. Tom Brady, yeah, the <laughs> halfback, yeah. the halfback, <laughs> halfback flanker, yeah, um, Your, uh, quarterback role. Gaz further up sure. the field now. Dalhouse, Myers being introduced, but from these games, from this game that we've seen, is it right to say that we objectively can't review anything tactically new? I mean, because I mean, how much new can you really? Add apart from the trial of Jenkins, Hawkins, and Radicalia, there wasn't really anything that I saw was that new looked like they were trying something interesting. out. Yeah, I mean, obviously Jenkins was a big signing for us, and there's talks of like you know having the big three in the forward line, or can Asava play ruck with Jenkins and Hawkins sort of rotating through? Will that work? And we got a bit of a taste of it, and Jenkins had a couple of bits, like I mentioned, but it wasn't to the intent of last year's. Um, practice matches didn't look as threatened obviously yeah, yeah. but um, there's there's been talk during the week or since that game that they're going to load up for the Colac game uh, against Essendon in Colac and they're going to have a full dress rehearsal for what they're going to look like um, for this season so I'll be going to that so <laughs> I'm very excited to see what it can actually look like um, is Gary Rowan playing? Uh, he did play last week yes the, I believe he, he had a I think he kicked three goals. That's still right. Gary That's Ryan. right. Yeah. Yes, yes, he did. He yeah. was actually one of the better. He was like one of the only. He was good, actually one of the better ones. Players in a in a practice game, preseason yeah. game. Yeah, one of the. I always like to see him play well, <laughs> doing doing well because yeah. we know he's such an impactful player. Yeah. When he's, you know, fit. Well, uh, two words here, and one of the frustrating starts to twenty twenty, Nikia Cockatoo. Mm. Mm-hmm. The, great, the great white hope. <laughs> Ham, hamstring. Yeah, it's um, it's unfortunate. He he looked from all reports he was flying on the track, and you know, could could Nakaya be the difference? Could Cockatee Cockatoo Cockatee be the Cock man? Three, if you want. Cock a four, you know. <laughs> That's probably how many hamstrings he's done. <laughs> <laughs> could he be the man that takes Geelong to the next next level this season and then unfortunately does another hamstring a fist hamstring <laughs> is it yeah how serious is it like is it, it was a, a setback that he's probably not playing round one so and he was on track for round one before that the only thing and towards the end of last season yeah. in the VFL he was he picking up Ruckman quite literally yeah the only thing I have in the back of my head is it could be a potential like mental sort of situation. Like he's been out for so long, and then came back with like a bang and was very good for a while, and then sort of fell away. So mm. hopefully he can get over these issues. He's got one more year contracted. This is his his last year essentially it, to it is. hopefully get the body right it and is, prove himself um, just to play on the field. Yeah, to just body do something. Right. Just mm. to do something because he's obviously. A prodigious talent, mm. but the body just can't seem to handle the workload. Or yeah, or <laughs> how explosive yeah. he is. I'm not sure if his hamstrings can handle no. how explosive he actually is. When you're too swole for your own body, that's <laughs> exploding. Anyway, fingers crossed for Cocky. It's still pre-season yeah. now. There's still some matches to go, So, and it's a long season ahead. So. Yeah. But between then, we've been been privileged to see some AFLW matches to it what I would say a higher quality yes. viewing 
than 2019 yeah, the games that I've seen. That's one thing that's really a lot of people have commented on this year. The standards really jumped up, mm. which you'd think would be hard considering they added four new teams. But uh, especially for Geelong, especially last week in their first win against Richmond, they were playing you know kick mark down the line. They were clunking a lot of the a lot of the balls that they were they're getting to, and there's been a lot of fantastic goals by Geelong and by the AFLW as a whole this season. Um, yeah, there's been a well, Richmond's still winless. There's been a couple of scoring issues in some games. And Gold Coast and GWS finished their game nine and eight points respectively, which you know some people will look at that and be like, oh, what's this tripe? But mm. I watched that game and it was actually quite entertaining. It was in pretty bad conditions. You watch yeah, a bit of you watch a bit yeah. of AFLW and you quickly get a feel for where they are at compared mm. to the men. The men mm-hmm. have got 150 years extra experience and yeah. you know evolution mm-hmm. of male football behind mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. and the girls are coming in leaps and bounds the skills are really improving and I've, I've actually really enjoyed this season especially getting you know when the cats are there and you can go for the cats it makes it so much better to yeah. just you know watch cats footy and barrack just as hard for them yeah who's um, really struck you this season <laughs> you know, nina coming back this season after a, a, an acl in in 2019 Good to get some games and for the fans to see her. But uh, Olivia Purcell has been oh my. The, the one that's really been killing. Yeah, she, 20 touches. Yeah, 20 touches and a goal last week. Kicked two goals the week before. Two amazing goals the week before. And she played well last year. But yeah, she's she's taken this team by storm. She's like now the, the number one player for Geelong this season and for the club as a whole. Um, Rocky Cranston's kicked some great goals this year. Meg McDonald's goal come back. Year, yeah, goal of the year already so far. Yeah. Lock it in. Yeah. Meg McDonald's been back for two games after breaking her finger um, but in pre-season. And we've, that's probably the best two games we've played with her down back as the All-Australian and best and fairest winner from last year. So it's been good to watch. Purcell looks like the uh, face of the Cats AFLW this year. Yes. She's I've, on, I've noticed on some of the, some of the promotional material. I'll just... Perhaps just putting the question to you, what are you, what's your um, thoughts on the nature of the um, injuries at the moment? The yeah. uh, 11 ACLs so far this yeah. year. Shows um, how hard they're going at it. Yeah. Really does show how hard they are going at it. But I think yeah. the skill set as well is actually different to the male game. Yeah. It's the same dimension, obviously. Yeah. The ground. But the skills that are being shown, and they will develop mm. yearly. So we've seen five years to ten years time yeah. from now, the skills from the women's game, I think we'll be looking at that and saying, wow, that's incredible yeah. to, to see that type of movement, yeah. to see that flexible aerobic movement yeah. compared mm. to some um, of the things that, that many people that are six because foot they could, four in a male sport can't do. Obviously, mm. they're being <laughs> generalizing, being smaller than men they can be more nimble and like mm. you're saying they can have just like a different bell, play like style the, like the uh you know the the ballerina or <laughs> they could in, be in, ballerinas in some, yes. in, some, in some respect you know yeah the, but the, and, um, and that movement very agile could be resulting in some of those knee injuries that we've seen and netballers do it a lot yeah, too, so, yeah. We, i think we we're talking about that last season at some point how yeah. prominent you know knee injuries are in netball and basketball as well mm. where it's a similar sort of movement where they can move um yeah. laterally that probably is resulting in more of those injuries. I saw someone mention, because they're playing so early in the summer, the grounds are still so hard from summer. Mm. That might be affecting how they're running and how hard it is actually on their knees. Mm. Um, and unfortunately, 
some of them are just pure bad luck. Like Diving across yeah. you know, smothers and various things. And Ash Brazzles from Collingwood, which which happened on the Saturday. Uh, that's yeah. just your classic. You plant your foot, you go to change direction, your knee just buckles and it pops. And that's you can't do anything to yeah. prevent that. They've been dealt with yeah. really unfortunate yeah. injuries, Collingwood of late. Yes, they have. Ugh. It's unfortunate in, in any league. But yeah, especially this season of AFLW being so bright and, and the best season so far, I think. Um, to be soured now halfway through the season by these injuries and people raising questions. You get people from the outside saying, oh, they're not good enough, they shouldn't be playing anyway, they're just going to get injured. Shut up. Watch it. <laughs> Enjoy it. See what it's going to happen. See what injuries you, yeah. happen. Yeah. It's unfortunate that yeah. it seems to be more knees than normal. Yeah. You just say, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure even why people are still having that voice, actually, because the games are free. Yeah, the games yeah. are free to go into. So they you don't want to go introduced, into the game. I think Fair it's some of the biggest stadiums are three dollars to get in. Exactly, but most of them are suburban grounds. Go and support your team. Like yeah. St Kilda at Moorabbin. Oh my goodness, um, <laughs> Griser from St Kilda, the G train. She kicked <laughs> that goal from outside fifty. Yeah, at Moorabbin, yeah. and oh, they were going nuts. Crazy. And that was their first win. Like that's that's so exciting, and that's and, a throwback to yeah, Moorabbin exactly as well. Yeah, so like, people are going nuts for it, and like even, like we're so lucky that we can play at our stadium. Mm. Um, the Adelaide game was such a tight game. We had that. It was a great game. Unfortunate result, but yeah. But the good thing about that deliberate free kick at the end, in ten years we'll be like, oh, we say it now, like, oh, remember that that bloody free kick that they gave to James Kelly where he kicked the ball forward against Hawthorne, it bounced on right angles, and they paid deliberate. Remember that one. And in 10 years, we're going to be talking about, oh, they're bloody deliberate against Adelaide in the AFLW. Oh, that's so yeah. stupid. It's like character building. Yeah. And the yeah. fans are getting into yeah. it. And it's like, instead of saying like, oh, it's all crap anyway, we're saying like, oh, that deliberate was you know crap. And mm-hmm. they're getting invested, emotionally invested in it. And I think this year, it's catching a lot of people off guard because now they're watching it mm. and they're getting emotionally invested in it. So it's fantastic. It's really so, good. Yeah, to, yeah, to at least... Um, it, it at least demonstrates greater fan engagement, for sure. Exactly, right. and with the expansion teams on board now, with Richmond now playing in the, the AFLW, we get mm. to say some ex-Cats, uh, Hannah Birchall playing against yes. the Cats recently. And um, yeah, so a, a little bit of potential rivalries in the future <laughs> to go on yeah. there, which is, yeah. is, is great to watch. And it's just been fantastic so far. But I guess, as we say, the, the sour notes to that have been the, the small fixture list mixed with yep. the high injury list. Yeah. But mm. aside from that, I think it's been a privilege to watch and I can't wait. Good. For, We've got four games for the rest of the year. We've got Gold Coast this Friday night who we should beat because they're... We have a tough conference. We do. We, we are in a tough conference. And you don't and like the conference system. I either. don't like the conference system, but we've got four games left. We lost the first three. If we can win... Three out of the four, we could, depending on other results, sneak into the top two of the conference and still make finals. And if we're in good form going to finals, you never know what can happen. We made finals last year and got rolled by Adelaide, who were by and far the best team, but we still made finals. Mm-hmm. We can, you know, what? who made finals? Um, didn't uh, Essendon come in and beat Carlton? Or, so, or Carlton came in and beat Richmond once when Essendon got knocked out? In the mm. men's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Richmond were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Carlton just weren't even... They were night. They were already on holidays and yeah. 
you know, something similar could happen in AFLW because mm. it's a bit more even this year. And we saw that this weekend with Carlton beating Adelaide, who are the reigning premier. So mm. yeah. still open at this stage, and we'll see what happens. So absolutely, go the cats and go Purcell. Yeah, go the Purcell. <laughs> <laughs> I guess coming back finally before we wrap it up and we'll, before the season starts for uh, the men's AFL. Come back to the state of origin game. It mm. does raise some questions going forward from now because they will be raised inevitably given the 2021. And does this happen in the future that we haven't seen it for 12 years? That generation 12 years later has now been exposed to this. Should this be continued in a way? Um, look, I'm yeah, I'm all for uh something of this nature definitely but i think we may have been having a a discussion recently um maybe it was even in the car on the way home from the from the game um about uh do we actually want or do we think that the fans actually want genuine state of origin back in the sense that you have South Australia, West Australia, Victoria, allies being New South Wales and ACT, yep. um, Tasmania, etc. Or, or do you want to just group everyone other than Victoria? No, that's that's silly. As it, it was, stars. it's not genuine. Because there's so much. I, I noticed one of the photos I took at the game. I noticed each player from the All Stars had their state printed on the back of their jumper. So that, obviously, where they're from, it, it means a lot to them. Mm. There's a big issue in the AFL at the moment of Tasmania having a team, Northern Territory having a team. It's probably going to happen. Two more teams, make it 20. Everyone plays each other once. Makes sense. Yeah. So have your Vic, WA, South Australia, all these states, and have a rolling ladder every two years have a conference. That's my idea. <laughs> mm. I, I would be all for a, a every single year have a conference, but it probably they'd play it over a weekend. and The carnival. Yeah, have like, you know, two games, one game on the Friday, two games on the Saturday, or two games on the Sunday or something like that. Mm. So everyone plays, you know. When two, would you play it? What time of year? That's the thing which seems to be holding the whole idea back because if you do it in pre-season, you can't, practice with your actual team and club yeah if you do it mid-season you risk injuries going into a final series if you do it post-season all the players are cooked and don't want to play anyway so really the best time unfortunately is pre-season but you are having to give up more we're already down to two practice games of marsh series clubs are organizing their own practice games to make up for it you're probably going to have to limit that more to do this um, pre-season thing. So but it, the fans it, would love it. The fans, the fans would, would froth it all. The fans would love but it. But I just don't think it's feasible, unfortunately. And, and I still don't know if the passion's there. Because like I said, I'm, it's probably past me, the whole State of Origin thing. I've only really seen it on YouTube. But I, I don't think people want a byproduct, sort of like what we had the other night. They want the legit... Genuine article. Yeah. So here's, I guess, my view. And I'll take a comparative look at this. The, from different codes all mm. across the world. So soccer for years now has been looking at potentially a super league of investing where the, the highest quality players from um, 
from England, along with the highest quality from Italy and Spain, all playing in teams together mm-hmm. against each other. So, for example, if people know the names Cristiano Ronaldo playing with some of the superstars from Liverpool, um, or Juventus, mm-hmm. other yeah. players for Juventus, yeah. but um, Atletico Madrid, and so on and so on. I've recently watched the... <laughs> NBA All-Star Game and for Mm. years now until this year it's been held as a a way of it's in in a sense it's kind of the the All-Australian if you're picked as an Mm. All-Star you've gained that recognition and that quality but you don't get injured the match itself isn't of uh, great competitive nature However, there's a few other things to it. It's an all-star weekend, which I'm going to a bit further. Three-point contest. Three-point contest, slam dunk contest. Um, yeah, sorry for Gordon who was rubbed this year. Um, so there's a few other things in there. So there's the match itself, and for years, late uh, decades ago, this was taken quite seriously, but for years it hasn't. It's been taken as... Look, no one get injured. Harlem Globetrotters. Harlem Globetrotters. Showcase the alley-oops. Showcase the dunks. Showcase the the long three-pointers. This year it changed in a sense because of the the late, great Kobe Bryant's death and David Stern, commissioner of the league there, um, who both died recently along with Gigi and uh, all the nine people along that... um, that aeroplane yeah helicopter helicopter sorry yeah so essentially in that game there the fourth quarter for three quarters it was a home globe trotters um kicking goals as you wish Mm. um with limited defense yeah i could say that so in the sense that blitzarves wouldn't have been there much papley kicking goals from the Mm. goal square (laughs) but in the fourth quarter it changed fourth quarter both teams really wanted to win Mm. And to the point where some players got injured, Kemba Walker, who was one of the players there, has hasn't played the last four season four four sorry four regular season games. Yeah. So obviously, this the weight between there between minimising risk for injury. Yeah. But sort of goes out the window for the context. seriousness. Yeah. But there's also associated things with that, which yeah. are the three point contest, the dunk yeah. contest. So could there be a weekend? Potentially in the weekend before the, when the Brownlow was held yeah. before the grand final, yeah. where essentially a skills contests of sorts yeah. are held. Yeah. Where longest kick, longest yeah. kick, longest sprint, highest vertical jump between. Let's get Grundy and um, Nick Nat. If assuming, assuming Nick they play the grand final. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. If they can tap the butt tap it and, and where to, and just a huge array of different Have skill a, sets. Just a big, you know. To, like live carnival at Marvel Stadium of sport and you know, exactly. stuff on at the G. And if this could be done with the All-Australian team and then align the skill sets, these are what selective All-Australian yeah. teams are going to play, whether they're yeah. Fords, Ruckmans, Defenders, I think that'd be fantastic. Yeah. If it's just a day or an Arvo at the G, yeah. I think it'd be fantastic. Have, and it would showcase, yeah. it'd mean something more than just being an All-Australian. Yeah. Mm. It'd actually show... You could put on the All Australian jumper, yep. and you could represent something. You could, yeah, be on YouTube as the twenty twenty one longest kick champion. Yeah, yeah. Which, it, yeah, 
something torpedo yeah, for like seventy five meters. Like and because the, the people watch that for years. Do the um, longest kick at the river, yeah. and that's like a big thing on Grand Final day. So having a bigger version of that, just yeah. have people, you know. But if that was endorsed by the yeah. AFL, yeah, it would be huge. And promoted, yeah, as an award. Yeah, yeah. you don't you don't associating yeah. that with all Australians. So mm. like separating state of origin on matches, there's ideas where you could do uh, recognizing the best yeah. of the best. Yeah, in different ways. For in specific different ways, skills, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. something different. Yeah, that bit. Yeah. That, that look, it's definitely there's some innovative. Um, elements to that and it'd be it would definitely be entertaining um uh but that, yeah it's definitely a call cool, a more modern um you know implementation mm. of of a plan um scheduling it's, it's yeah it's and, not yeah. necessarily a traditionalist thing but it's not to say it wouldn't be fun mm. But I think, unfortunately, that old style thinking, traditional thinking, is just gone now. Like in regards to the state pe- of origin, people, you know, people want, you know, you hear stories about like, you know, Gary Ablett Senior in that state of origin, and Matthew Lloyd, you know, clunking marks, and then mm. you know everyone's like hanging out after the game together. It was like, gee, it was a good game, but like it was hard fought and you know bruising and. Mm. But I just I don't think it can happen anymore. Football clubs are such a business nowadays, and the AFL mm. is a business. It just wouldn't be feasible for you know, anyone to get injured or stuff like that to happen. And, you know, if it did, it would be catastrophic for the club. You know, Brody Grundy goes down with the knee doing a yeah. slam dunk contest or whatever. <laughs> yeah. the, the equivalent. But, you know, I, it would it would be awesome, but I just feasibly think it could never happen because there's too many people with, you know, vested, vested interest. interest in it. Yeah. So, but, you know, you never know. I would love to mm-hmm. see a footy car- carnival in general. Yeah. I did. I, I thought that um, the possibility of uh, you know doing doing these um, doing yeah a perhaps once off carnival over a weekend mm. and you have um, you have each state um, potentially Vine is re- is but is each state is representing a charity from. That state somewhere, yeah. Hmm. You know, and if you selected, for example, of first thing comes to mind. Look, how many people have YouTubed um, the footy show handball contest, yeah. Lewis handball contest, yeah. over the years? I'm sure hundreds of people. Mm. If that was one of them, if there was Vic players against Tasmania players, yeah. um, against New South Wales players, quickest, and the next one straight into mm-hmm. a drills. A, mm. a kicking scenario to hit a target, mm. longest kick straight after that to the points accrued. So it is a carnival of sorts. That I, I think that that could be something that could be implemented yeah, could yeah. sooner than later. But yeah, yeah the ideas I guess that have just come around having viewed state of origin. Yeah, come to me. The idea, um, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but they're, fun, they're they're fun ideas, and That's and good. and there'd be someone out there that would be, you know, into it. Definitely, well, I think the one. fact that. AFL X had been introduced and oh thankfully has it's not gone. been introduced, but <laughs> it, it shows that the league is open to ideas and is yeah. open to um, their own ideas. Seeing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Fun> well, pause. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, look, for now, it's probably not going to happen again. Next year, maybe they'd probably just continue the way it has been going, but our next podcast will probably be a review of the Essendon Marsh series game 
where we'll see a fush, fush, full dress rehearsal of what our team could potentially look like for this year. A fish dress rehearsal. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, hoping for the best for this year. We've got a few things in the pipeline in regards to content and uh, potentially fan interactivity this year with some post-game interviews and stuff and a couple of little video numbers. Um, Ollie doing karaoke is one of them. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, looking forward to this year and for the Cats to win a few. Can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be good. Here's to hoping for a premiership. (laughs) That's always the goal, man. That's always the goal. Go Cats. Go Go Cats. Cats. 2020. Boom.